News, talk, and sports. WQKR Portland, 1270 AM and 1017 FM. Express their views. They do not necessarily reflect those of the ownership or management of WQKR. Good evening, Sumner County. Welcome to the Loyal Opposition. I am your host, Len Asante. The Loyal Opposition is a show based on the American ideal that nations like ours benefit when government reflects a diversity of voices and makes space for dissent. That's why we're here, to air the voice of dissent to the supermajority's policies and ideas, to give voice to the voiceless. Today in the news, we have Hanukkah. We have a recent Vanderbilt poll on abortion. We've got controversy brewing in Cottontown. And we've got a new Titan Stadium moving forward. And we have our guest tonight will be recording artist Brina Kay. Starting off with the news. Tonight, folks, uh, is the fourth night of Hanukkah. So um, happy Hanukkah for those of you who celebrate the Festival of Lights. Uh, I grew, up of, I grew up, of course, in the Northeast where uh, Hanukkah was a lot more common than it is here and uh, knew a lot more about it. So I thought I'd share a little bit about what exactly Hanukkah is for those of you who might not know. Hanukkah uh, is a Jewish festival commemorating the recovery of Jerusalem and the rededication of the Second Temple at the, at the beginning of the Maccabean Revolt against the Seleucid Empire in the second century BCE. So Hanukkah is a, is a tradition that goes back uh, well over 2,000 years. 
Hanukkah is observed for eight days and nights, starting on the 25th day of the Hebrew month of Kislev, uh, which can occur pretty much any time from late November to late December in our calendar, um, a little late this year. Uh, the festival is observed by lighting the candles of a candelabra called a menorah, uh, and the and that menorah has eight branches. One branch is typically placed above and in the middle of the rest, and is used. That candle is used to light the others. Uh, each night, one additional candle is lit until all eight candles are lit together on the final night of Hanukkah. Other Hanukkah festivities, festivities of course, include singing Hanukkah songs, playing the game of dreidel, um, and of course, eating lots of good food. It's a relatively minor holiday in strictly religious terms. However, since it is close to uh, it is close to the winter season and the Christmas holidays. Uh, it has attained some cultural significance in North America and Europe, uh, especially among secular Jews who would like to celebrate along with Christian celebrations of Christmas. The holiday here is known as the Festival of Lights. There are approximately 23,000 Jewish Tennesseans, making up 0.3% of the population. So if you are among those 23,000, happy Hanukkah. Halfway there, four nights to go. Okay, uh, moving on, according to a recent Vanderbilt University poll, 75% of Tennesseans believe abortion should be legal in cases of rape or incest. That includes 62% of Republicans, 78% of Independents, and 93% of Democrats. I think this is pretty impressive. I think it's pretty hard to get 75% of Tennesseans to agree on anything, much less a controversial topic like abortion. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, Tennesseans' opinions about abortion have changed over time. Uh, specifically, in the last 10 years, the number of Tennesseans who identify as pro-choice has gone from 22% to 37%. Uh, and those who uh, identify as pro-life went down from 46% to 36%. In other words, more Tennesseans identify as pro-choice than as pro-life, according to this poll. The poll's authors attribute this change to the recent overturning of Roe v. Wade by the Supreme Court, which has awakened pro-choice sentiment in many states, not just Tennessee. Folks, I think this poll, this, these statistics, these numbers, is a great example of why the loyal opposition exists in the first place. I've argued since the beginning of this show, uh, I've argued since day one, that the Tennessee legislature is more conservative by far than Tennesseans as a whole. As a result, we are not well represented in Nashville or in Washington. However, for whatever reason, Tennesseans are not voting the representatives out of office even though they don't share their beliefs. And as long as Republican primaries, where most conservative voters vote, determine the outcome of most elections in this county, things will not change. The goal here has to be to remind people, remind the voters that our elected officials, they vote for they vote against them on most issues. Traditional media can't seem to do a good job letting us know about that, so we have to do it here. Look at just some issues, abortion, medical marijuana, recreational marijuana, Medicare expansion, the list goes on. Poll after poll of Tennesseans shows that what most Tennesseans believe does not equate with what our government legislates. This is a representative government, folks. Our lawmakers need to represent us. Keep informed, let your legislators know what you think, 
because it seems like a lot of times they don't think the same way that you think. Controversy in Cottontown. Up next, a new nonprofit group has emerged called Cottontown Country Community and has been formed and wants Sumner County to give it some properties in the Cottontown community, including the historical bridal house. Now, this goes against the wishes of the now-deceased property owner who bequeathed the land to Sumner County. Much of the land is also in flood zones, which severely limits what can be done on the land. I can't find any information about this group at the Tennessee Secretary of State's website, um, but it does seem another attempt to undo the work of the previous commission, which had received some grant money to uh, do some work on those properties. More to come on this one. Uh, if anyone knows about the Cottontown Country Community and whether they have incorporated as an official nonprofit, well, why don't you let us know? Uh, we can talk about it on the show. Right, finally, in the news today, New Titan Stadium moves forward. Nashville has critical problems with mass transit, affordable housing, homelessness, among many others, but can't seem to find the resources to address those concerns. However, the Metro Council recently voted to approve a key step in the building of a new $2 billion stadium for the Tennessee Titans. That includes more taxpayer funding than any other stadium project in the history of the planet. $1.26 billion of taxpayer money will go to the new stadium. The total stadium project is expected to cost $2.1 billion, again, the most ever, and it plans to be the anchor to the creation of a whole new section of downtown Nashville on the east bank of the river. The stadium will also allow Nashville to bid to host events the city could never hope to land before, such as the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong, folks, I love me some football. Hey, and I'm a big Titans fan, and I am happy the Titans have joined us here in Tennessee. I lived in Nashville when uh, the biggest sport Nashville had going was Vanderbilt basketball. Uh, so don't get me wrong, I love the NFL is in town. But I do have to question our priorities. When we let people die in the cold and we fail to address critical infrastructure but jump through all sorts of hoops for these essentially private developments, Shouldn't we fix the homelessness, the housing shortage, the transit problems, and other issues facing Metro before we build a two-plus-billion-dollar neighborhood most Nashvillians will never be able to afford to live in or even visit? And the state government shares the blame. This is not just an issue for the Metro Council. The state government ponied up $500 million in the last legislative session for the new stadium money that could have been spent on health care, education, or any other issue facing Tennesseans. Again, don't get me wrong, I am in favor of economic development, I am in favor of major league sports, I am in favor of the Tennesseans playing in a state-of-the-art facility. I am just questioning our priorities. Which comes first, fixing our critical problems or uh, showering money on private developers? Something to think about as we watch the new stadium grow over the next few years with the projected opening in the year 2026. Meanwhile, the Titans will continue to play in the current stadium until then. Okay, uh, we're going to take our first break now. When we come back, we're going to talk to our guest, Brina Kay. So stay tuned. You're listening to WQKR, The Loyal Opposition, with your host, Len Asante. 
CEMC's prepaid billing program gives members the freedom to make payments when it suits their schedules. Instead of paying large lump sums on a fixed due date, prepaid members have the freedom to make payments in increments that fit in their budget. With only a minimal deposit and no late fees, prepaid can provide the peace of mind of knowing that you're in control of your electric account. Make payments over the phone, online, at any CEMC business office or outdoor payment kiosk. Visit CEMC.org for more information. The Sumner County Anti-Drug Coalition, an organization dedicated to ending drug abuse, is now the Sumner Prevention Coalition. But their goal is the same, helping Sumner County residents with drug abuse problems turn their lives around and get on the road to recovery. Their mission is to unite people with vision, commitment, and resources to provide solutions to eliminate substance abuse and make a difference for youth, families, and individuals in Sumner County. The coalition and its staff of experienced professionals in the field envision a healthy, safe, and thriving community free from substance abuse of all kinds, tobacco use, prescription drug abuse, and underage drinking. Find out how the Sumner Prevention Coalition can help you, and you can help the coalition. Visit them online at SumnerCoalition.org. That's SumnerCoalition.org. Now's the time to get a great deal on proven Kubota farming equipment. Tractors that are adaptable, versatile, and rated number one in durability and owner experience. Hay tools that are backed by a two-year warranty. And durable sidekick utility vehicles and SSV skid steers. Right now, bring home select Kubota equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 48 months. Now through September 30th. Visit KubotaUSA.com for full details. Whether you're on your way to work in the morning and looking to grab a quick breakfast, on lunch break and wanting something good and hot and quick, or just hungry and not sure what you want, the one place you can always find what will work for you is AM Express at the intersection of highways 31 and 52, just off exit 117 of I-65 in Portland. They're open 24 hours a day, offer both takeout and Grubhub delivery service, and have the biggest selection of fast food of anyone in the area. Fast food or home-cooked meals, meat in two sides, just six forty-nine. Delicious Godfather's Pizza, three for thirteen ninety-nine. Fried chicken, chicken strips, livers and gizzards, hot barbecued and crispy wings, fish, potato wedges, onion rings, the biggest and best selection anywhere. And Quiznos subs, always hot and ready to go, plus everything else you want to need from a truly convenient convenience store. AM Express at the intersection of highways 52 and 31, just off exit 117 of I-65 in Portland. Get what you want when you want it. Pick it up or have it delivered by Grubhub. AM Express, 615-325-1159. Welcome back, Sumner County. You're listening to The Loyal Opposition, a show based on the American ideal that nations like ours benefit when government reflects the diversity of voices and makes space for dissent. And that is us, the space for dissent. 
It is 515 and 47 degrees and cloudy outside. Low tonight will be 42 degrees, but don't let that fool you, folks. It's going to get real cold real quick this weekend. So you want to be bundled up. Make sure you bring in the plants and the animals. Uh, it's going to go down to uh, near zero. We're going to have below zero wind chills even. So stay warm. Okay? Uh, again, you're listening to Loyal Opposition. If you've got a question for me or for our guest, um, you can always reach us by our text message. Area code, six. Uh, I'm sorry, 516-440-6310. That's 516-440-6310. Send us a text, and we'll try to get to them. You can also message us on Facebook Messenger from our Facebook page, at Loyal Oppo at Facebook. And, of course, we've got our website, theloyalopposition.online. Okay, our guest tonight is Nashville singer-songwriter, Brina Kay. Brina, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Is that a little loud? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you showbiz people always so loud. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Brina, I'm really glad that you uh, agreed to come on the show tonight. Uh, you know, I, I do, uh, this is, you know, for the most part a political talk show, but uh, during the holiday season, I, I, I like to talk about other, thing, other things other than politics. Uh, and one of the things I like to talk about is, you know, the things that we're grateful for and thankful for in our life as, as we come to the end of yet uh, another year. And, uh, and I think you have some valuable lessons in those areas to, to share with us. And so that's why you're here. So, but why don't we start off with you telling us uh, a little bit about yourself, who is Brina, and where, what weird life journey has landed you in this seat across from me here, uh, here in Portland, Tennessee. Yeah, for sure. Well, when I was a little kid, I had a lot of energy, so I was put into um, musical theater, and that is something that I fell in love with. I also learned to play the violin at a really young age, so I was kind of, you know, I became very interested in music before I even really knew. Like, I feel like it has kind of always been a part of who I am, and it's something that I've pursued. When I went off to college, I kind of, I majored in journalism, and I was sort of kind of going down that path. But then I started taking theater and music classes that I didn't need to take for my major, which <laughs> not the, the smartest money decision. But after switching my major around a bunch of times, graduating early by some miracle, um, I kind of realized that if I didn't you know, fully pursue music, then I probably never would. So I just packed up and, and moved to Nashville and said I was going to figure it out on my way. And that's what I've been doing for the past three years. And it's definitely been an adventure with highs and lows. And it will, it will make a good documentary one day is my hope. <laughs> Absolutely. Where did, where did you grow up? Uh, Schaumburg, Illinois. So uh, Chicago. Chicago Yeah, excerpts. Chicago suburb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And you went to school at the University of Nebraska, right? Yes. Go Big Red. <laughs> okay, uh, Brita, what are you thankful for this holiday season? I think this year especially, I'm very thankful for my friends and family, which I know is a, like a pretty common answer, but for me specifically, I have struggled financially this year, and there were many occasions where I could have been left behind. Like my, I would have plans, and I can't afford to go anymore, and you know, my friends and my family could have said, oh, well, sorry, see ya, see you when we get back. But they didn't. They, you know, stepped up to and, you know, put their money forward to include me in things so that I still had 
of like a lot of fun memories and did a lot of cool stuff this year that I absolutely could not afford to do on my own. So I'm very thankful for that and um, definitely looking forward to the opportunity to pay that forward. Haha. Okay. And someday uh, it's, the trip is going to be on you. Okay. Oh, for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So, um, well, why come to Nashville? Um, I honestly, I was looking into LA. Um, I truly didn't really know what I was doing. I kind of just had like, like a mini, like midlife crisis at like 21 and was like, (laughs) 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 and I was like, like, what am I going to do? Like, if I don't pursue music, then I'll never, I'll never do it. And you know, my life is happening to me and I need to just, you know, just do something crazy. So um, I was looking at LA and, um, my mom, and my grandma actually, or like suggested Nashville. And the more I looked into it, the more, um, it kind of made sense at the time. Um, in Lincoln, uh, Nebraska, I was playing around with, um, like a country music band. So I, you know, I always kind of felt like that was sort of my genre. Gotcha. Um, so I think ultimately that ended up making more sense. I, visited i had like one visit before i moved even after i'd already decided i was moving here so i was like gee i hope i like it because if not i don't know what i'm doing um and i did like it so uh, it just it just felt like the right place and it, it has felt like the right place uh ever since and you've been in nashville three years now yeah wow. it's it's crazy it's I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you count like the pandemic is kind of sort of a lost year but yes yeah um, for a lot of us yeah did that slow you down, the pandemic? I mean, live music kind of shut down there for a while, huh? Definitely. I think I don't think it necessarily slowed me down, but it did, like, kind of force me to pivot. At that point in time, My I kind of had my sights set on putting a full band together and playing more, longer, bigger live shows, which was, like, <laughs> the direct opposite of, you know, the direction the pandemic took, took us. Sure. So I had to definitely reevaluate um, my plans. But literally the first, like, I had gotten a band together and had a gig booked, like, the week everything shut down. So that was supposed wow. to be my first, like, you know, I was uh, debuting a brand new music video. The venue was going to play it. And I had family coming into town, so I, it was going to be a big crowd. And then it was literally, like, a couple of days before it was, like, everything shut down. And, you know, at that time people were like, oh, maybe it'll be for a week or so. And then right. we all know that's not what happened. So um, I then kind of pivoted to the EP, which, um, is, you know, uh, a project that I've been working on for a couple of years now. Um, and we will talk and we will talk more about the EP. Absolutely. Uh, tell me about your first ever live performance in Nashville. Oh yeah. So it was, um, a writer's round at, uh, AJ's on Broadway Okay. and, um, writer's round. Awesome. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was. I it's so funny because I play those all the time now. But at the time, it, it felt like such a big deal. Like here I am, I'm in Nashville, and I'm playing my songs for the first time. Um, but yeah, I you know, I was able to make some friends early on and find someone to play guitar for me, um, and it, it was it was amazing. It felt cool to to play my own songs and have people listen, and it kind of kind of solidified for me. Like okay, this this feels right. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, and then mm-hmm. I just, it kept going. <laughs> I guess you've always been, you actually, you sold me once. You've always been a big ham. You've always liked the spotlight and being on stage ever since you were a little kid. So, 
Um, but were you nervous that first night? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I don't know. I have always tried to tell myself that when I'm nervous, I'm excited because they feel similarly. They do. Um, okay. So that's kind of... That's kind of how I've always approached it, whether it be like performing or sports or public speaking. Like I just kind of tell myself that, oh, I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited that I like could barely breathe. I can't wait. <laughs> exactly. It's it's uh, it's an attitude. It's a mindset as much as anything. Uh, and and you're right. The two, and this is this is something I, I teach all the time um, with with public speaking. Right. It's uh, you know, of course it's most people are going to be nervous for a bunch of reasons, but nervousness is also a good sign it's a sign of energy right um i'd rather see someone with a lot of nervous energy ready to perform rather than someone who is uh stiff as a board yeah i also feel like it it uh shows like you're pushing yourself too and like growth i feel like if you are in a like a place of performing where you're just so comfortable you're not nervous at all like it's probably time to find a bigger stage and like like challenge yourself and put yourself in a position to be a little more nervous because, you know, you could stay in the same place, you know, forever and, and, and never change and, and never be nervous, but then you're not growing. So. Exactly. Exactly. Good point. Good point about that. So has that sort of been the trajectory, even though different than what you expected it to be due to the pandemic? Uh, has, has your three years in Nashville sort of been, about sort of pushing those boundaries and exploring new opportunities and bigger crowds and bigger projects and more and more and more and more and more from three years ago? I would definitely say yes. I think I, that's just something I've always strived for. And even though, you know, there might be detours that I didn't plan, I have always kind of felt like I'm, you know, going on a steady climb exactly exactly uh and and i assume that you've met since you've been here you've met many other people in your shoes right i mean there must be thousands of people in nashville trying to trying to make it how has that been like meeting fellow artists fellow songwriters has it been a a collaborative thing or is it more competition there's only so many spots and some there's so many people or have you made you know have you made friends and grown as an artist being surrounded by so many artists i think it's been awesome you know when you're kind of not in music centric areas you can kind of feel like lonely and like you don't fit in or like you're missing something so it was really exciting to come to a place and, and also, you know, you say, oh, I want to do music, and a lot of people will roll their eyes and be like, that's not realistic, um, you know, get a real job sort of thing. But here, when you tell people that, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, and then they're, they're interested and want to know and, and take it seriously. So that was something I loved right away. Um, and I would say one thing that I love about Nashville and something that I think I've heard, I haven't been to every single music city, but um, I've heard it is like kind of unique to Nashville that it is such a collaborative environment and that is so refreshing because I've been in situations before where it has felt competitive and that's that's just so stressful you know um, and me you know I also played sports I did cheerleading and soccer so I do have had a lot of competitive experience and having a competitive mindset has helped me in many areas of life but I kind of did have to teach myself that art is not meant to be a competition and um, you know 
switching that mindset to like we're we are a community of artists like we're all helping each other like when i moved here i didn't know anybody and i would not be where i am today if nice people didn't give me a chance or give me some advice or invite me to a critique group like i've gotten better simply because other people have like open doors for me and have been nice to me so now i try to you know do as much as i can for people who are new to town or just people in general like i think like if we all help each other we all will rise and you know it's it's more it's much more fun to cheer people on than to size them up gotcha gotcha um that must have been quite a switch though to go from the co-op from the comp- competitive mindset to the cooperative mindset i mean i mean they're so in so many ways they're so opposite of each other right you know it's like you know, like you said you know you grew up in uh you grew up in sports competition and so on and then to have to switch gears so dramatically um i guess it shows uh it shows some personal growth but it couldn't have been easy huh yeah i think you know i try to keep keep the best of both worlds like you know that that drive and that will to succeed and you know not giving up and leaving it all on the floor that's something I can maintain from a competitive mindset, but I can still, you know, not see my peers as adversaries. I can see them as, you know, you know, people that can help me and people that I can help, and then we'll all just have a great time succeeding together and then cheering each other on. Do you think your perspective is common in Nashville? Do a lot of people share what you're saying, or do you think there's still other people out there who are going their own way? Um, I would say so, just from my experience and kind of, you know, my sense of, like, the Nashville way of doing things. Um, I don't have anybody in my circle that's going to act that way. And, you know, from what I've heard and experienced, like, if someone is that way or they, you know, you walk into a room acting like you're better than everyone and, like, you know, people people don't respond well to that. So I think it's... You know, I think I think it is the co-writer culture, like writing songs together and and meeting people and going to listening nights and things like that. I feel like that plays into the community feel. Um, you know, we're all we're all here supporting each other and listening to each other and being inspired by each other. And if there are people who aren't that way, like I have no interest in working with them. So, so you are thankful for those people who have been who have helped. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I can't imagine what like my story would look like right now if if I didn't if I didn't have that cuz I literally came here with nothing and really no clue what I was doing just like knew that I wanted to do it and there I've been very fortunate to come in contact with many guiding uh, forces. That's great. That's great. All right, uh we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of songwriting, okay? Folks, uh, you're listening to Loyal Opposition here on WQKR Portland. Why choose the Farmers Bank? We've been serving our community since 1912, and we still manage our business locally. This means that when you need banking services or a loan, we don't let a computer or someone thousands of miles away make our decisions. We make decisions locally. We visit with you in person. We shake your hand. We get to know you and your family. The Farmers Bank is a community bank built on trust and quality customer care and service. Visit us at any of our 11 area locations or online at thefarmersbank.net to see the Farmers Bank difference. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. If you were about to have your last McRib ever, you'd want some warning. So this is your notice to enjoy the sauciest McDonald's sandwich more than ever. Because the McRib Farewell Tour has begun. 
This is your chance to say two final goodbyes to a classic. For a limited time, enjoy two McRib sandwiches for only $6. Hurry before they're gone. At participating McDonald's, McD app download and registration required. Now you can join Planet Fitness and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment, $24.99 a month, and get all the perks. I love perks. Do you love having access to 2,000-plus locations? Yes. Bringing a friend every time? Hashtag friend goals. And recovering with massage chairs? Who doesn't? Get the PF Black Card and feel spectacular. Zero enrollment, $24.99 a month. See Club for details. Still going strong, Steve Austin Music has been a leading provider of instruments and lessons since 1999. They also offer repairs, parts, books, and DVDs at 115 Main Street in Portland. This is Steve. It's exciting to see new items coming in almost every day. Check out our new and used stringed instruments, effect pedals, drums, keyboards, pianos, and band instruments, plus reeds, straps, audio gear, and accessories. Steve teaches guitar, banjo, fiddle, harmonica, bass, drums, dulcimer, mandolin, auto harp, recorder, and voice. He performs monthly at Ellis Taco Mexican Restaurant, 121 Main Street in Portland. Stop and see me at 115 Main Street or call 615-323-0701. Steve Austin Music, a Portland, Tennessee tradition since 1999. Hey, we're back. Uh, you're listening to The Loyal Opposition with your host, Lana Sante, here on WQKR, Portland, Tennessee. We are speaking tonight with the Nashville singer-songwriter, Brina Kay. Okay. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the goals of our show is to give voice to the voiceless, and, uh, and hopefully uh, Brina will someday be... Well, she'll be so big that, uh, you know, she won't be able to come on our show anymore because she'll be going on, like, really big shows. <laughs> I'll still come. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> How did you and I meet? Do you remember? Was it from Jason? Yeah. So um, one of my first, like, solid uh, jobs that I got was at um, a small business out in Hendersonville. And I think we probably met at, like, a Chamber of Commerce or, um, or Gallatin. Sounds about right. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been great knowing you over these last few years. Watching your journey has been has been interesting. I guess I should say before we get before we get going anymore, before I forget, people who are interested in following your journey, uh, what's the best way to do that? Where can you send them? What can you tell them to do? I would say uh, go to brinakmusic.com because it will have the links to everything else. Um, all, all of the music streaming platforms, my music videos, my blog, my merch, which I've got some pretty cool you know, t-shirts and stuff. Um, but that's kind of like the one-stop shop for everything Brina K Music. Brinakmusic.com. Yes. All right. And I will, uh, what I'll do is I'll put uh, that website up on the show's website, too, as a friend of the show. Okay? Thanks. <laughs> 
So, folks, yeah, head on out and check it out if you're interested in, in Brina Kay's music. And actually, you're going to get a little taste pretty soon. Uh, but I, first, I want to start. I'd like to talk a little bit about the writing process. The, the whole idea of, of um, music has always fascinated me, has always amazed me, has always impressed me. It's musical talent is not something I have. I can't sing, I can't play any instruments, I can't do anything. <laughs> but I can appreciate those that can. Uh, and one of, the, um, one of the most impressive to me aspects of, of the music creation process is songwriting. Uh, the ability to craft a message to fit a rhyme scheme or a, or a song structure or you know, the three and a half minutes you're supposed to have on a typical radio single, right? Uh, that's, that's always been very impressed. That's always, been, that's always impressed me a lot. That takes real talent. Uh, and those, those folks who make their living writing songs here in Nashville are, are, to me, very impressive people. So you write your own songs. Yes, I do. I write uh, songs by myself and also co-write with other people, too. So how does that work? Talk to us about the songwriting process. How does it, and I imagine this varies from artist to artist, but talk to us about how it works for you. Do you get a stroke of inspiration? You wake up in the middle of the night one night and say, ah, I've got this fantastic rhyme. <laughs> or uh, do you see something out in the world that, think, that makes you think, hey, there's a song there. How does that work? Yeah, I think it honestly happens a little different every time, um, except for the times when, you know, it's a scheduled write with other people or, um, you know, I'm like choosing to take time and come up with something. Um, but a lot of the times I'll just get random ideas throughout the day. Um, kind of like you said, I could see something or hear something that will inspire me or something will happen in my life that will inspire me. Um, and then I have like a note on my phone that's just all of my ideas. And especially when I'm busy, like I, you know, a lot of times I can't just sit and write out a whole song right then and there because I have to do life and, and take care of things. But um, what's good is I kind of have like an arsenal of ideas at any given time that I can um, pull from. So when I you know, want to flesh something out and kind of finish the song, I can just go right from there. Or if I am in a co-write, then I can bring a bunch of ideas and then, um, you know, we, we pick an idea and go from there. But for me, I don't know, I feel like choruses come to me first all the times and then I'll kind of, I'll let that marinate and then I'll, I'll write a first verse and then uh, let that marinate a little bit and then, and then uh, finish it. That's kind of usually the order that uh, it appears for me. Are you now more doing collaborative stuff or still mostly solo stuff in terms of your writing? Um, I think it's it's pretty even. I've been focusing a lot on recording, so I um, haven't scheduled as many writes as I probably normally would um, because all of my free time lately has been uh, going to recording. But I try to keep it pretty even. I think working with other people allows you to kind of get out of your own box because as creative as I am, like I, you know, I think... The way that I think, I, I structure things the way that I like to structure things. So it's it's good, um, I guess, training to work with other people to kind of you know, allow your mind or allow yourself to see different perspectives on an idea. Right, right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, the song I want to talk about is called Rome. Uh, and uh, I don't know, should we, should we play? This is your call. Should we play the song and then talk about it? Or should we talk about it and then play it? 
can talk about it first. Talk think, about it first. Yeah. Okay. Then okay. people can have context. Okay. We'll provide <laughs> some context for listening. Okay. Um, where did that song come from? So when I first moved to Nashville, kind of like I said, I didn't know anybody. This was my first time really moving away. Like I moved away to college and I had, at that point I thought, oh, I've already moved away to college. Like I've done the whole moving away thing. This is no big deal. <laughs> moving away to college and moving away as an adult is not the same in any capacity. Like I was sad for like maybe five minutes when my family left in college and then I immediately did sorority rush and like made a bunch of friends and like, you know, just was hanging out in the dorms with other kids. Here I'm just like in this apartment in this land that is not familiar to me and then I have to go, you know, go go to work and and that's what it is. So it's very easy to feel like lonely and confused and like why did I what am I doing? What did I do here? Um and so that's kind of how how I felt during those first couple um weeks. And so I wasn't even in like a headspace to write songs. Um but I was like writing poems. To kind of, you know, because I was like, these these will be good feelings to capture for something in the future, I'm sure. So I'm going to write write this stuff down. And then um, uh, a couple months in when, you know, I did, things did start to turn around. I was making friends. I was having fun. Then I went back uh, to that poem. And at this point, I'm, you know, feeling a little bit better. So I took kind of those lines about how hard everything was and gave it a positive spin. So that's how we get... Rome wasn't built in a day. It's like all this. I mean, they'll hear the song, but. Gotcha. So Rome wasn't. I like the idea of the, it was really hard, but a positive spin. It seems to be something that's come up from what you've been talking about tonight several times, that idea. Um, that uh, I'm not exactly turning a negative into a positive, but turning something, turning something difficult into something worthwhile and therefore it being a good thing. Yeah. It puts I think, a smile on your face. For sure. I feel like, you know, part of, I feel like my, what I like to do, what I like to put out there is to like try to be inspirational. I feel like that's just, you know, something that like I value and I, I like, you know, hearing stories of people's struggles, but then they overcame them. So, you know, I like, I have my blog, you've read it. It seems pretty bleak a lot of the times, but, um, <laughs> but you, know. you always have a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's very easy to look at social media and see that like, oh, everybody is just doing perfect. And I'm the only one who's falling apart. And it's like, no, we're probably all like falling apart in our own little ways, but that's not what you see. This so is, for me, this is true. you know, when I started that blog, I, I wanted doc to document, okay, what is it really like to try to make it out here? Like what, like, and it turns out it's pretty crazy. It's like, <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of struggles, but there's also like a lot of, uh, like fun times. So kind of like I said earlier, like it's, it's good to have it written down cause it'll make a good documentary one day, you and know, they'll have a good script to work, to work with. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's give Rome a listen. Um, We'll, uh, we'll take a listen, and then we'll talk a little bit more about it uh, afterwards, okay? So, folks, here is uh, Brina Kay, uh, her song, Rome. Change of fun and invent 
was Rome by Brina Kay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that song. Uh, you're listening to The Loyal Opposition here on WQKR Portland. How many financial advisors does it take to ruin what could have been a perfectly secure retirement? Just one. With today's market turmoils, it's never been more important to make sure that your investment strategies are aligned with your retirement objectives. That's why you should always seek a second opinion with an experienced financial advisor, a fiduciary who's obligated to work with your best interest so that you're absolutely certain the tools and strategies that you're using are in harmony with your retirement objectives. Call investment advisor representatives Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter of Retirement Income Solutions at 833-299-1416. That's 833-299-1416. It's never been more important to make sure that your investment strategies are aligned with your retirement objectives. That's 833-299-1416. Hey, join me, Kenny Mann, right here on the queue for Wednesday night's Triple Play Sports. It's every Wednesday, and Elijah Jacobs, Phil Tucker, that's Triple Play, and it's right here on the queue. And we're talking sports. You don't want to miss it. 
See you there. Planet Fitness Triple Play Sports, every Wednesday night from 6 until 9 on WQKR, broadcast live and on location from Planet Fitness in downtown Portland. DT McCall is your neighborhood mattress superstore at 1220 Scottsville Road in Lafayette and online at dtmccalls.com. Queensense started only $499.99 at DT McCall for beautiful Amish handcrafted beds and many national brands too. Dr. J's Spinal Series Queen Size Bed started just $15.99.99 and 12 months 0% interest is available. Some restrictions apply. Also this month at D.T. McCall, high-quality, good-looking LG washers and dryers are on sale, starting at just $649.99 each. Frigidaire and Samsung refrigerators, freezers, and ranges are all on sale, too, with big savings and mail-in rebates. Friendly hometown service, great savings in every department, convenient financing, and free delivery within 125 miles of Carthage. Shop where we shop at WQKR. D.T. McCall, 1220 Scottsville Road in Lafayette. In the Portland, Gallatin, Hendersonville, and Springfield area, you'll find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle at Reiselman Buick GMC, 2516 Memorial Boulevard in Springfield. Hello, WQKR listeners. This is Courtney Reiselman from Reiselman Buick GMC, and thanks to you, we're the fastest-growing dealership in the Nashville area. Here's the thing. Our goal is every customer, every time. Our name is Buick GMC, yet we buy pre-owned vehicles all over the country. Mercedes, Toyota, Honda, just let us know, and we'll find it. Did you know our collision and body shop is top rated? Bring it to us, and we'll fix it right the first time. Todd, I, and the team thank you for your support and appreciate your business. We look forward to seeing you. In the Portland, Gallatin, Hendersonville, and Springfield area, you'll find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle at Reiselman Buick GMC. Open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. until 7.30 p.m. and 8 till 6 on on Saturday at 2516 Memorial Boulevard in Springfield. Ah, too bad I love that song. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Loyal Opposition here on WQKR. I am your host, Lenasanti. We are speaking with uh, Nashville recording artist Brina Kay. It is 44 degrees and cloudy out there, going down to 42 tonight, getting real cold this weekend. So stay warm, everyone. All right. Uh, before the break, we, uh, we had a listen to Brina's song, Rome. Um, and... Uh, we were talking about where that song came from. So what, what made that song be sort of the one that you wanted to release on, on that music video? Um, well, I took a couple of songs to my producer, and he actually really kind of fought for gotcha. that one. Like, I wasn't sure. Like, I thought it was, like, a cool song, but it felt so personal that I didn't know if it would, like, resonate as much. And I thought I might have had some, like, better options, but he really... Uh, really really insisted that that one was the one so i you know i trusted him and and it worked out and now it's been kind of like my my nashville theme song it's your nashville theme song sure the song that you're known by so to speak i guess right yeah or it's one i that i like i don't know one that i feel like speaks to like 
what the journey is like. What the journey, what your journey here has been like. Sure. Yeah. Understood. When will that be on the EP? Will that song be on the EP? Um, it will not. So the EP is going to be six brand new brand uh, new songs. songs. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. So yeah, you've got an EP project coming up, and I know you're getting down to the wire with that. We're looking at uh, what? We're looking at a spring release. Yes, March ideally. If, right. if everything, you know, we're, we're we're so close, so I'm just hoping it, it works. <laughs> and that's going to be six new songs. Yes, and and a bonus track. And a bonus, oh, okay, and a bonus track. And if we want to keep up with when it's getting released and all that kind of stuff, your website, of course, will be the place to brinakmusic.com? Yeah, I would say uh, subscribe to my email list. Um, mm-hmm. My email subscribers typically will get information and, like, special perks and things uh, before the general public, so that's a good place to be. And then also just following on my social media. Okay. All right, absolutely. Um, one of the... I. As I got to know you a little over the years, I, I know that you have some, um, as I guess many of us do, we have some strong beliefs about things and politics and society and life. Do you ever see your personal beliefs about what's going on in the world kind of filtering into your songs at all? Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's not something that... I, I made a decision uh, from a young age uh, that that was not going to be something that I shied away from. I think mm-hmm. every artist kind of has their own choice in that matter. Some choose to just, you know, step back and not say anything, but that was never going to be me, even if I wanted to. <laughs> um, my favorite, like, band of all time is The Chicks. So, you know, I was in, I think, maybe, like, third or second grade when all of that went down. So, you know, to kind of witness witness all of that... Um, kind of taught me early on that you know some it's sometimes it's more important to stand up for things than to be the most popular, mm-hmm. and that's something that I've I've carried with me and I kind of have has I've seen myself you know I'm not just an entertainer I'm an artist like I I'm not here to just to put on a show and be pal- palatable to everyone my job as an artist is to have something to say um, and so yeah that's that's definitely you know played a role in in uh, the choices I've made and some of the, the art that I've made. Excellent. And excellent. Has that been, um, as, as a new artist, uh, has that been problematic in any way? I mean, has it made your, has it made your life trying to build a success harder? I don't think so. I think, you know, if you try to, to, to water yourself down or mask who you are, you're not going to be attracting the fans that are going to, like you for you so in the long run you know i'm if i'm just out here being myself like i'm going to get like the right type of fans that aren't going to be surprised if you know i say or do something that you know aligns right. with, with my beliefs right. and um if anything like people you know I've, ha- I've had people be like oh you talk too much about this and like i'm gonna unfollow really? you from Already? that yeah i've had that huh. but then i've also had people say like wow i really appreciate the fact that you you know speak up for for like human rights and and these important issues so for me it's like i'm not trying to attract every fan ever like there's plenty of options out there if if i'm not your cup of tea but there are people who you know like me more for that and i want to be liked for who i am not for who i would pretend to be otherwise sure excellent excellent good uh enough fans to go around for everybody i guess right yeah um uh, all right. Um, well, we are just about at the end of our show. If you uh, 
Uh, what's your Christmas message to the fans of the loyal opposition? And hopefully there's some of your fans that are listening tonight, too. What would you like to say? Um, Merry Christmas is acceptable. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I think just, you know, every, every new year brings new opportunities. You know, I've had a very, like, you know, turbulent year so far. I've been uh, blessed to have people in my life that have uh, still made it good. But every new day is a new opportunity. Um, you're never stuck anywhere, even if it, you feel like it sometimes. Like, there's always a chance uh, to to move forward and, and, and be happy. So, you know, keep keep walking towards your happiness, even if you don't know how you're going to get all the way there. Excellent advice. Excellent <laughs> advice. All right, there you have it, folks. Uh, Nashville singer-songwriter Brina Kay uh, with uh, Sumner County exclusive here on WQKR, her single Rome. Uh, and again, if you are interested in hearing more of her music, uh, you want to follow her music on you can social media, and everything is linked on brinakaymusic.com, right? brinakaymusic.com. Yes. So check her out, and uh, big things coming down the road. Uh, a new EP coming up in the new year, a uh, new year that hopefully will be full of pros- peace and prosperity for all of us. All right, folks, that is our show for tonight. Uh, Next week, we're uh, off the air for the Christmas holidays, so I guess we won't see you until 2023. Uh, So, everyone, I want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Annika, uh, and a joyous and peaceful holiday season and a wonderful new year. Uh, When we come back, 2023 is going to be an interesting year for the show. Uh, we're going to be making some additions and some changes, uh, I think, to increase the value that we bring to the airwaves here on QKR. So thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with us as we've built our show from the ground up. Uh, I hope you stick with us for the next year. It's going to get hopefully even more interesting. Again, you're listening to The Loyal Opposition. I'm your host, Len Asante. This is WQKR. Portland.